this is this is an interesting this is going to be an interesting episode um you know wanted to take in get a few of my friends together and you know take and talk about what's been going on uh i know for me it's been a really somber week uh been a lot of emotions um you know with the with the you know police brutality most recently george floyd um i want to at least start off the episode in reading off you know some of the names of of police brutality victims as well as a few victims that have uh you know been murdered because of racism you know tamar rice Autumn John, Michael Brown, Stephen Clark, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Oscar Grant, most recently George Floyd, Martin Luther King Jr., Trayvon Martin, Ahmaud Arbery. So, um, you know, forgive me if I get emotional too. Um, because this is something very uh, near and dear, especially you know being you know being a black man. Also, uh, you know I come from Paul. I talked to you about this. Uh, you know, I, coming from a family, I, I guess you could say, of politicians. A uh, grandfather who participated in local politics in Charlotte. Uh, I have an uncle who is currently the executive director of the Atlanta Citizen Review Board. Anybody that's in Atlanta and the surrounding area, be sure to familiarize yourself with them as they do help to deal with police misconduct cases. Um, so, you know, I'll say, you know, this is the same show, the show about nothing and everything. We know we normally talk about entertainment related things, but uh, you know, I reached out to Paul earlier in the week, figured we pushed back some recordings and that we address the issue at hand uh, with hopes to bring about uh, awareness to social injustices and not only bring about awareness, but also as a multicultural group of people today uh, talk about, you know, some of the solutions and uh, what we can do as a community to make this better. Uh, today I have joining me Mallory Shaw, who's, you know, some of you guys are familiar with. She's been on the show before. And then I have Paul Davis, and then I have his fiance, Lauren Thompson. So, you know, I want to thank you guys first and foremost for taking and coming on the same show to, on this, what I will call a special episode uh, to talk about this important topic. How is, how's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Uh. Man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, be honest. With everything that's transpired and, you know, with everything that has happened, I mean, is are you hopeful? Are you doubtful? Like, please tell me. All of the above. Yeah, above. everything at once. Um, I think, yeah, there's so much, obviously there's so many layers to this. Everyone has so many different perspectives and experiences. And I think personally, like we're all experiencing such different emotions and hopelessness, some moments of hope 
And the one thing I've been trying to ground myself in is, is continuing to keep the hope. Cause the second I lose my hope, the second I give up, the second I lose my hope, the second we don't push forward, the second I give up, the second that I'm not using my white privilege to actually help the black community. And so that's the one thing that I've been holding on to. And I have my moments, but that's, <laughs> that's what I've been trying to stay grounded in. So. And, you know, one of, one of the things I wanted to touch on is, like, I want to I wanna thank two of my friends, you know, my non-Black friends who have been reaching out, who have been checking on me, and who have been vocal. Like, it really meant a lot, still means a lot, too. I'll, I'll be honest, I've had a lot of moments this week where, like, when people reached out to me, like, I kind of, like, my emotions get going and I, I might tear up a you know a quick tear jerker or whatever. But it's it's just like it's just making you say, wow. Like people really do care. Like there are people out there who actually want to be a part of the solution and help make a change. One of the things I've done a lot of this week, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, obviously. There's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, you have people that are protesting. You have people that are, uh, you know, on social media, bringing awareness to everything that's going on, sharing, sharing the, the tweets and reporting them to their employers. And, and then you got the people that are volunteering and uh, pushing people to get out there and vote and getting them registered and things like that. And then you have me, people like that doing what I've been doing, which I think is one of the key things is having a conversation, having those uncomfortable conversations, encouraging people to ask those questions and trying to understand the black community and novel. And one of the things I'll say too, is that Monday was a tough, the week, you know, over the weekend, that's when everything really started going and you see all these people out here protesting and and, and but then when Monday came around and it was time for me to you know go to work I'm working from home I'm in a virtual meeting and I'm, I'm, I'm video chatting with everybody like I'm doing with you guys and like the sit there there's so there's my team there's five of us okay two black people three white people and, you know, my white colleagues were talking about how they were having a good, how their weekends were pretty good, you know, and, and just laughing and carrying on. And, and my manager's like, uh, he's asking me and the other black person, you know, how are you guys weekend? We're just like, eh, it was all right. Other weekend, you know? And he's like, well, uh, oh, well, see, there's not a lot of energy over there or whatever. So he calls me after. And he's like, Cliff, what's going on? Like, is everything all right? And I said, honestly, not really. Like, with everything that's going on, it's, it's not all right, honestly. Like, it's, I just got a lot on my mind. And I just kind of explained to him what I was going through mentally. And then he's like, you know, he was like, I'm, he's like, you know, I apologize. I'm talking about my weekend, how I had a good weekend. And I, I didn't even think about, you know, what was going on in the world. I know what's going on, but I'm not really thinking about what's going on. He's like, that's a bit insensitive of me. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that that is. But when I explained a little bit more to him and I could just see this look in his face 
like he had this his, this glare. Like he said he didn't understand the struggle, but it was like like literally nothing. And I'm looking at him like, wow. There are there are white people that are just completely oblivious of to the understanding of the black struggle. Like and it it, it kind of shocked me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it said to me, okay, I know where I got a better idea of where we're at. Because oh, one of the things I've been telling people, too, is, you know, white liberals, they, they support the cause, yes, but do they really understand? And, I, you know, I've been joking with some people saying, like, all they see is 400 years of, or a couple hundred years of slavery, uh, emancipation, Martin Luther King, civil rights, and that's it. Everything else is sunshine and rainbows. And then stuff like this happens and everybody's scratching their head. And I said, that's because they don't understand. And so for me, it, it, it that's why it's important to have the conversation, to bridge that gap, to have that understanding. You were like, you're ready to say something, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's the difference between being able to turn off the news and having that just be my everyday. You know, I can't, you know, you can't ignore it when it's, when it's all you see, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and that's something that you can't, you can't teach, yeah. you know, and I've, I've been loving the, the, the stuff on social media where it's like, you know, I will never understand, but that, but I'm still stand with you. Yeah. And, you know, at least it puts, you know, a, a little bit of, of support. Yeah. No, it's it's not it's not the same, but I would rather have that than somebody just look at me blindly and never even want to, you know, put that that hand out there and help somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, Another thing, uh, actually, yesterday, our CEO called me and we're it's a UK based company. So he's in the United Kingdom. And we haven't, he hasn't been in our, in none of the like global meetings or anything in two weeks. I mean, he calls me, hey, what's up? Like, we have a good relationship too. And he said, hey, I'm just calling to see how everything's going. And I, I tell him, I, I pretty much tell him the same thing I told my manager Monday. And we had a conversation about it. He had some questions. And, the, the thing that ma- it, it, it really stood out to me because I didn't do anything to prompt him to call me. It wasn't, oh, I heard how things were going over there. I heard how you were in the Monday meeting. No, it was, I wanted to reach out, say hello, see how you were doing, and then immediately ask, what could we be doing as an organization to help? And at first I said, I don't really, I, because I, I don't want to try to, I'm not trying to, I guess, tell you guys what to do, mm-hmm. you know, but like, what are you, what are, well, yes, what are we, what can we do? And I said, well, you can do like some of the other companies are doing, flag out Tuesday, donate this or do that. And it's like, well, we didn't want to do that because it, we felt that would have been disingenuous. Like we actually want to do something. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I can respect that because what, happened after blackout tuesday there was a lot of people that's like okay cool you guys doing blackout tuesday you say you support the black community and your black uh employees creatives whatever let me see your board and i told him that 
I told him that, and he chuckles, and he's like, yeah, right, bunch of middle-aged white guys, yeah. That's and, and so just having that conversation with him, it just, like, it, it did a lot for me because he really wants to help. And he's like, he's like, I, and he's like, so he's like, back to my question, what can we do? I said, we need to have a conversation as a company. He said, okay, we'll do that. I said, because the only way for people to really understand is to, and if you really want to help us, because if you have that understanding, then you would, it would make more sense when you do cast your vote, when you do give your money to certain organizations, when you do try to go back into your own community and try to talk to people about why Black Lives Matter is important. So just, just one of those little things. But again, like this, this week has really been eye opening for me yeah. and like being able to have these conversations that I'm having and I'm and I'm glad I'm glad like my white friends are reaching out and they're asking these questions because I've op- I've extended the invitation whatever whatever question you may have no matter how crazy it may seem ask me please you don't sit in the back and be quiet and 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 not try to understand a little bit of what's going on here because that doesn't help any of us you know i'm not asking you to go out here and do all these other things like no just have just have the conversation and if we can have a conversation then we can at least that's because that's at the end of the day that's what's going to help bridge the gap yeah oh you know um but yeah it's uh it's 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 a lot to unpack I know, but um, I, I think too that people need to also look at because I, I think a lot of us want things to happen rather quickly. Yeah. But being that we're trying to undo so many years of this, it's a step by step. It's a process. It is. But if we if we commit, we just to have to put in the work. Honestly. Yeah. 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 It's a foot in front of the other process. Um, you know, it it has to have sustained momentum. It can't be a flash in the pan. It doesn't happen all at once. Um, and, you know, a friend of mine who's frustrated with the system, you know, was talking about not being necessarily for the eight can't wait sort of thing um, because it needs to do more. And I don't disagree that it needs to, to do more, but I think that he's looking at it from a a sort of flash, everything has to happen right now or it doesn't happen at all. Um, And you're right, we're talking about dismantling a system that extends so much further than just law enforcement um, that to truly get back to the seed of the whole thing requires peeling back and sort of, and digging away at things. You know, when when you need to get rid of an invasive weed, you can't just pluck it at what's at the surface you got to dig it out and pull it out root and stem so unfortunately um it's a long journey that we're looking at yeah 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 because the question i've been what my uncle asked he's like what what's going to happen after we're done protesting mm-hmm. he's like it well as far as, because the thing he was saying is, uh, he's he's of the older of, of an older generation. Yeah. He's like it's not the '60s. 
I don't think your generation is as committed to that as I guess it would be his parents' generation. Like they stayed out there in this marching. Um, but I think I think too we have we like we have to utilize everything at our disposal. Mm-hmm. I think we don't give because I, I get it with social media. It's easy to sit behind a computer screen on your phone, send out tweets, share news articles and all that kind of stuff. And but I think what we sometimes miss is the power in that. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about how Trump uses social media, mm-hmm. though he's, he holds the highest office, he's able to rally people up. Yeah. And that you go, it's mainly with Twitter, you know, all the news outlets are on Twitter. Some new, some of the some of the news that's that like the trending news that then becomes national news and headline news. It starts out on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, cool. So it's like if people are using social media to promote <laughs> themselves and do this, that, the other, and obviously you know for look for news. Social media is a great tool to raise awareness and to call people out. I'm like, let's use this tool to our advantage. I mean, we see you know, we see it all the time when we when we talk about like canceling artists or actors or whatever. Like we we've been seeing it this week. Like people people have been saying like all kinds of either racist or uh, insensitive remarks about what's happening right now. And then what do you see? They're trending all over social media. Getting called out. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean, there's a there's a lot that we can do. I just think that we have to we have to commit to seeing yeah. it through. Yeah, and, and that's where it comes through with all of us playing our own parts in this battle, in this journey. Yeah. Is you know we use each other's strengths to mm-hmm. and you know work together as a team to build this up, and so that means that we're going to need you know everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. We can't do this on our own. No. Yeah. Uh-oh. I I think one of the the biggest takeaways for me in this is once you know better, mm-hmm. do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of people that maybe a lot of white people that said, "Oh, I didn't realize racism was still an issue," yeah. because they're so unaware and it doesn't affect them. That's okay. I mean, it's not okay. But <laughs> now that you know better, do exactly. better. Put your money yeah. where your mouth is. Support Black-owned businesses. Wh- who are you voting for? What are you? Are you actively supporting not only not being racist, but doing your part to to actively change the culture? Because yes, it is systemic and it is so rigged for the Black community not to succeed. It is truly so systemic, based on where your houses are, based on the wealth gap. There are so many things stacked against stacked against African Americans. And I think now is the time more than ever, now that we know better, we have to do better. Yeah. And it all starts honestly with education. We have to educate mm-hmm. people because ignorance is blinding mm-hmm. and yeah. it is fueling hatred and bigotry in our nation. And it's it, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And it's all learned. You're absolutely right. It's all learned. You're not born a racist or with these horrible thoughts. And so Anything that's learned can be unlearned. We, you're absolutely right. We have to educate ourselves and, and listen and ask 
questions and and be open to <laughs> being being open to learning in public <laughs> and being okay with not knowing the answer. Yeah. You made me think about something when you said it's learned. And I'm sure we've all may have thought about this at some point in time as adults. You think about you like you ever think about when 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 you were growing up and you never thought about he's black, he's white, he's Mexican, he's Asian. Like we didn't look at any of that. But as we gotten older, we get more exposed to the workings of our society and we become more aware of what's going on. All of a sudden we start placing labels and mm-hmm. then we start having to watch how we how we move and what we do and seeing like and like and some and more than others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you are on the spectrum, yeah, you might have to you might have to work a little bit harder than the, the person next to you because that's right. how the system is and that's why we need to change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as far as uh, Mal and and Paul, what Obviously, you know, again, you know, you guys are white um, and it's a different experience, but what's the feeling for you guys when you look at your own community and not to say, and I'm not, I'm not looking for you guys to be like, you know, oh man, I'm I'm disappointed or whatever, (laughs) like like not, not any, I'm not looking for anything outlandish, but just like, just really like honest feelings. Like, well, what do you, what do you, what do you see? Um, I see, you know, sort of good and bad. Um, you know, I teach in a rural community that is majority white, uh, second highest, uh, population is Hispanic. I think the town or the county that I actually teach in, I think is 8% black. Um, and you see that represented in the student body, but also in the staff at the school. Um, and I remember... There was a student who I was talking with a 10th grade teacher, Rebecca Bold's a black woman, and she said that he would get into arguments with her all the time about police brutality um, and about racism in the system and the systemic nature of it. And I found that to be, you know, sort of disheartening. Um, And there was a lot that I saw in my community that I found to be disheartening. On the flip side, I'm seeing things that make me hopeful, you know, men like my father who, you know, grew up conservative in the South, um, who was never, you know, necessarily openly wicked, but also necessarily wasn't politically active either, you know, is, is upset and growing more upset by the day. Um, and friends of his and clients of his that, you know, were openly for Trump are now talking with him and and they're openly against Trump and they're all having conversations with each other about things that they've never talked about before. Um, And so I guess I see, I guess I see a little bit of good and a little bit of bad, but I guess I do find the good that I'm seeing more hopeful in a certain way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, Physically, with where I'm living right now, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, um, specifically in Mount Pleasant, which is a very Caucasian community. <laughs> there is very, very, very low diversity here. Um, and that's something I've been here for a little over a year. And it's something that 
is really, it's eye-opening. And it is being someone as myself who's grown up around um, just, I've, I've been very fortunate to where I grew up in Southern California with a lot of Hispanics and Mexicans. And I grew up in, it was always, racism was never something that was taught to me. I've always known that we were all equal in my eyes. I've always known that the color of your skin didn't matter. I care about who you are and if you're cool, can we, can we hang together? Are you fun? You know, that sort of thing. And, um, and so I've always known my heart and I've always known my actions, but seeing now this week, everything erupt. And it's one thing to be surrounded by white people as a white person. I'm also in an interracial relationship. So my boyfriend's black lives here as well. And it's one thing to live our day to day and, you know, get the stairs in target or, you know, get the eyes walking down the street because he's black and I'm white. But to see, you know, the riots and the protests going on downtown and then 10, 15 minutes from there to see the white people here in Mount Pleasant acting like life is completely normal and they're so unaware of what's even going on literally right here in our own city is it's been really challenging and it's been so, I mean, it's been so um, eye-opening and I'm trying to learn the best way to make like to how to have those conversations and make people aware when you're just in a quick I might not sit down and have a 15 minute conversation with you, but I might get three minutes of your time as a white person. And I can tell that you're in here and you're so unaware of what's going on, but what can I do in this moment to kind of at least help and yeah. to kind of break some of that ignorance in that wall? Cause it is, it's appalling, you know? And so I've just, as I've been trying to educate myself more and as I've been trying to learn more and really learn what I can do, I've been, it's been had crazy conversations, had uncomfortable conversations. I've had beautiful, beautiful conversations with people of all skin, skin tones and, and different walks of life. And so um, I think I'm really looking at this as this Black Lives Matter movement that has been going on forever isn't a movement and it's, it, it's a lifestyle. It is something that I think we need to, it, it is something that we need to embrace, um, especially as a white community. Obviously the black community embraces that full, wholeheartedly, but um, as a white person, I'm like, this isn't just a movement or something that I can have, like you said, as a, as a, um, a quick, you know, fly by night thing. This has, is a lifestyle for me. Um, knowing that one day I might have little interracial babies walking around here that are going to be walking down the street that are going to be considered black babies. And I want fairness for them, just like I want fairness for other black babies and men and women that deserve that just because they are humans. <laughs> they deserve that anyway. So it's been interesting. It's been eye opening, but it's been, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I believe we will. I, you know, again, the, the support, the support is what's really done my heart joy. Cause for the most part, you know, I've, you know, I've had moments where I've been sad and most moments where I've been angry, but most of my moments where I've had joy were when the people, non-black people, came to my side and like knowing that you guys have our back, you know, from like from various people within the Hispanic community, you know, the LGBTQ community. And, you know, I'm hearing about the Amish and the one that really blew my mind was like witches. I'm like, witches? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so are we casting out spells right. now? Uh, <laughs> but 
it's just like you know just just it's just like you know it's just that like when you get that it's like yeah like it's not and it 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 gives you hope it gives you hope and you know it i had a conversation with one individual we you know she was having trouble understanding why are cops still uh being being given a hard time the good cops the ones that are out here kneeling and marching and hugging and uh helping protect the protesters and doing their best to keep it peaceful and i told her i said well i appreciate the good cops i know cops i have cops in my family uh so like i appreciate what they do i still love them they do serve a purpose we still need them but it's like at where things are right now, there's a the tensions are high. And a lot of the conversation has been or has shifted really like, okay, let's not be fooled by the by them because they might just be trying to suppress us by being nice. And then five, ten years from now, we we go through the same thing again. And so I said, if they're really that good, because there's two, there's I guess two points I have to make. Good cops hold bad cops accountable. That's one. And then two, if they're good, if they're as good as they say they are, and they want to prove to us that they care, like then keep doing what you're doing. Like, you know, suit up every day, go out there, continue protecting the people, continue protecting the protesters and doing all those things that you like. Don't because I, I was sitting in on a live last night and actually a Greensboro police officer got on there. And obviously the conversation was this conversation. And she was talking about how like they're frustrated. They're just as frustrated if we are as we are, if not more, because it makes them look bad. But she said, that's not going to stop me from going out there and protecting my community and still going and, you know, visiting the kids I go and visit, playing basketball with the people. Like, I, I've been doing that. I'm still going to do that. And I'm like, you know what? That's what we need. That's the attitude. Because, like, if if you want people to trust you, like, don't just do it during hard times. Do it when times are good as well. Yeah. I, I like to I like to make the uh, I like I, I made an analogy. I said it's, it's like when uh, when your girlfriend is mad at you or something, and you you don't stop loving her, you still do what you got to do. But like eventually she'll come around, and you know forget <laughs> you. <laughs> but we I'm always do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least I like to believe, and um, <laughs> but I said I said it's, it's almost like that with the, with, the, with with police officers like just keep doing that we'll come we'll uh, it, you know we have to see it you know like okay did you really did you really change are you really trying to do better like don't just do it because things are bad right now keep doing it and hope you know hopefully we we come back around but right now where things are like tensions are so high i i literally told her i said i don't trust any of them at the moment and i said i don't I don't even feel bad for what's happening to a lot of them. And I said, I feel bad for even having to say that. But, you know, I've been so forgiving and, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt time and time again that at this point is literally, it, it feels like we are at war. And it's that is us against everybody else. 
And, you know, me and my cousin were talking about this earlier, how like you, he's like, uh, he's a musician. So he's talking about how wars have rhythms. And he's like, right now, the rhythm right now is like, it's just very aggressive, right? People are radical. People are really on the offensive. Tensions are high. People are angry. And like, I get it. I, I know people want peace. But I said, I'm like, right now, we got to get everybody riled up and give everybody something to fight for. Those of us that are fighting for something good, we got to we got to give them a reason. Because I said, there's a lot of people as we as we're seeing and as we talked about, there's a lot of people that we see that are just now realizing what's going on. And those are the people that we need to really like stay in their face and keep raising awareness about what's going on. And yes, people are going to get angry when they see this, but that's that's what it's going to take. Like you want to see how bad this thing is? When you get upset, that's when I know you're committed to the cause and that you're going to do what needs to be done to help you know, influence positive change and help secure social justice for uh, for black people. And as I, I like to say too, when we secure social, when we secure our rights, we also secure the rights for everybody else. Exactly. You know, it's not just us. It just so happens to be that we're the second largest group in the country. We've been fighting this fight for the longest. We got the most clout right now. So <laughs> we, you know, we, we lead the charge, but in securing our rights, we secure the rights for everybody else too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, so. I mean, that's exactly the point, honestly, you know, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll carry the rest of everybody, you know, on our backs, but we are <laughs> we're the front, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think I've 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 had sidebar conversations with select individuals, you know, especially like you know the Hispanic community, and talking to them about like, hey, look, I know you're helping us, but we got you. You know, we, we help, I'm, I'm helping you too. You know, we may not be talking about it on the main, on the main line or, you know, in the mainstream of all the topics, but I do know that we're looking out for you guys too. At least we should. It's because it's like, it's like a game of dominoes. Like, you know, you line up all your pieces and then you hit the one and it hits another person and it hits another and it hits another. And soon we've got everybody together and then we can actually make change because you know, we've already we've already started the fight. Mm -hmm. So we can yeah. go we can move with that momentum for other things, for other injustices in our in our communities and in our world right now. But first, you know, we had we had to push that first domino. Yeah. Yeah. So and and I mean, really, it, yeah, like you said, it's the domino effect. Because, you know, when I think about it, especially like the LGBTQ community, um, These politicians, they make up BS reasons as to why certain people shouldn't be given certain rights. Okay. And a lot of times it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a, a lot of times it's a it's it's, it's a it, they, their reasoning is based on economics, right? Yeah. It's all about money. And I'm and I come to learn like look having active members in the economy isn't going to hurt us. Like we need, we need everybody to be participants. 
We need everybody to have the same access to whatever. We need everybody to be able to, because not only is it a thing of, across when we talk about uh, racial, but also gender bias. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have that going on as well. Like, there's a lot of things going on that we can literally <laughs> solve, like by by making things equal, and mm-hmm. and and not to you know not not trying to get too far off. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to: mm-hmm. equality for all. You know, yeah. not just black people, Hispanics. You know, the you know my friend was talking to me yesterday. He's he's Indian, and he was talking to me about uh, about he grew up in he was uh, adolescent years in New York. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me about nine um, eleven and and how things were for them after that. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I felt a sense of of like black privilege. As crazy it may as it may sound, because like he's telling me, and I'm kind of like, wow, that's crazy. Like talking about his uncles, you know, getting like taken out of their stores and getting interrogated, and him and his family being referred to as terrorists, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, I didn't know. I'm so glad he told me though, because it's like. That needs to be addressed too. Like we, that that's not that's not anything that should be tolerated either. They're American citizens, they're hardworking people, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like because of nine eleven, why is it that they should be treated as such? Kind of, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. but but for me, it's just like I was. I'll admit I was a bit ignorant to what their experience is. And I'm so glad he shared it with me because all I know is that you know his, uh, you know their family is pretty well to do. Um, and a lot of successful people in his family as well. That's all I know, but I don't know their struggle, you know? And it's like, but now that I know a little bit about that, it's like, okay, wow. Like it, 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 it changes things for me, you know, because it's, it's the thing I always like to tell people too. Like, you don't know what anybody's going through. Exactly. Like everybody has their own challenges. You just don't know. So it's not fair for you to judge them unless you know their story. And so every ethnic group in this country has a story that one needs to be told and 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 like so that we all as a nation can understand one another and really be the America that we want it to be, you know, right. both promised to us, you know. We're supposed to be the land of the free. Why? Why are we so messed up? We're so far <laughs> off the mark, guys. It's horrible. But honestly, yeah, it's it's about having conversations like this, you know, with with people who are in different backgrounds than you, you know, different religious status than you, different sexuality. It's about having these conversations so that way we as a people can be more educated and more accepting and more tolerant yeah. just all mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's a heart issue. <laughs> and that's why there's injustice for any any type of difference, whether that's the LGBT community, whether that's a, a, a race specifically. It's if you just value a human being for their heart and for their soul and for who they are. And man, if they happen to be a bad person and they really have horrible character, then okay. But it doesn't matter what color they are, then you don't have to include them in your life. But if you just really value a person for what they are, then it doesn't matter their gender or what they choose to identify as or what they are interested in, or, you know, it's, 
it's who they are as a person and, and what you guys can connect on and just chit chat about and learn from each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, one of the things you learn in sitting down and talking to people is that you find out you're more common than. Exactly. Than you would assume. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're again, the human experience, like we're with various similarities and you know, that, that's what I love about just meeting people because when you meet people, you get to talk to them, you get to learn their story. And you're like, man, I like this guy. Or I like this, mm-hmm. I like this, I like this this lady. Like, I can relate to them. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you relate to, when you're able to connect with somebody on that level, you see past everything. Mm-hmm. And you just see what you have what you guys have in common. Mm-hmm. And I guess. That's why now that because now that I'm thinking about it as we're talking about it and I'm thinking about all all of my friends that have been all, my non-black friends that have been supportive. That's probably why I've been emotional because I'm not thinking, oh, he's white and he's checking on me. That's a small that's a small part of it. It's the it's the connection that we have mm-hmm. knowing like I know that this person cares like we our connection is so strong that they care about me just as much as I care about them and they're checking because for them to check on me and ask me how I'm doing and things like that. I'm like, wow, like that's, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It really is. And that's, those are the things that, that give me, a, that give me hope through all of this. Cause it's just like, wow, like, man, nothing like good people. <laughs> like good right. people at the end of the day like good people is where like always i always like to say you know keep yourself in good company and okay. um you know like you guys are good company mal you're good, you're good company. <laughs> paul you're good company laura you're good company you know and and, and yeah and i'm you know, it started off. I was in a. I wasn't in really a, a, as good of a mood. But you know, when when you as as we've been talking and just talking to you guys, having this conversation, like it just, I'm I'm feeling better. You know, I'm in. I guess I'm in. A, I'm in a better mood, and <laughs> like to be able to talk to some some like minded people that understand to what needs to happen in order to bring about change. Because I'll tell you too, like it's you know it's, it's been mentally exhausting for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, having these conversations over and over and over again, as far as like having to explain to people, it's worth it. It is, but it, it gets exhausting because on top of that, I'm thinking about how can I, how else can I help? What else do I need to be doing? And how can I utilize the same show platform itself to be a voice? Because one thing I said, too, is that if you are a content creator, especially a black content creator, and um, I'm taking this from uh, uh, Daquan Wilshore. He's a he's a IG content creator, does YouTube videos and stuff. But he was saying, like, you don't have to be a voice in the community or I mean, for our community or within the community. But he's like, you have an audience and they're listening. They're they're looking to see what you're going to say in times like this. It's like you you have the choice to speak up or say something, but what you decide to do is going to reflect on or it's going to reflect on who you are as a person, and it's gonna it's probably gonna affect you when your audience looks at you 
and see where you stand during these critical times. And not that I'm, I'm so much worried about what my listeners are thinking, but I felt it was important that I do take a stand because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I've been telling other content creators like, hey, this is your time. Use your voice. You got that raw that like you just you're just raw when you approach it. But then I had to take a step back and look at myself and say, well, I got some things I need to say, too. Yeah. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, listeners in 60 different countries. The world is watching us. The world is backing us right now. Why not talk to them and let them know what's going on here and let them know not only how we can solve the problem here in the U.S., but around the world as well. Yeah. So in doing that, you know, so like is is then that's why it was important for me to 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 get you, to get everybody together on this today to have this conversation so that the world can know where not only same show, but same media LLC, where we stand on this and what what we're going to do to help influence positive change, because that is that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but it's a. It's a lot. It's, um, you know, it's, it's I feel it feels like, you know, one of those meeting, like one of those uh, brainstorming sessions where you, where you <laughs> got this big, this big goal and you're like, OK, how do we tackle this thing? And it's like you, you want you want to take you want to take leap or you want to. Yeah, you want to take leaps. Right. But you got to You got to start somewhere. And it's just a day by day. And, uh, you know, I was talking to my cousin, JL, earlier. Shout out to him. And he was um, talking about how he's, you know, been spending, a lot of his roommates are white, too. And he's like, uh, you know, he <laughs> he's like, you got to do, like, uh, one thing every day, one task or activity every day to contribute to uh the cause and help move things in a positive direction and i want to i want to shout out everybody too that's uh, all the non-black people that's been coming with the same energy and if not more like that's been making me want to like get up and like yo keep applying that pressure because that's every morning that's what i've been saying like keep applying that pressure keep applying that pressure we have to keep our foot on the gas and somebody like commented on my instagram uh picture one of the, one of the pictures i put up and he's like yo we got to keep going man we got to keep going like one of my white friends from high school he's like we got to keep going and i was like yo i like that energy and he's like yeah it's like it's, it's, it's too old it's like we we, we should have been past this i'm like that's what i'm talking about that's what we need from everybody and so when i get that because honestly yeah. say that again oh, i said it shouldn't be like a generational fight we shouldn't keep having this fight over and over again yeah we gotta, yeah. we gotta just be, be done. Finally, like let's finally just make it to the end and be on the other side where everybody can be happy. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you too, what's what, what made me, what really made me sad. You know, I, I called my mom um, earlier in the week, and I'm like, you know, hey, how 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 are you doing? How how do you feel about all of this that's going on? She's like. She's like, I'm over 50 years old, and I've seen this time and time again. You know, she's like, you know, we're doing, I'm doing what I can, but, you know, 
And I'm just like, wow. Like, you know, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, they're tired. Yeah. And that's the most disheartening part about it. They're tired. They've seen this before. They've seen this way too many times. It's like my uncle said. He's like, we had Rodney King. You know, before that, well, before that, we had Emmett Till. We had Rodney King. You know, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner. Now we got George Floyd. Like what are we? What are we gonna do different? And he's like, we we have like you know we have to organize. Um, another thing too, it, uh, and I, I'm not I'm not saying this to uh, take a shot at anybody, but you know, every everybody, every black person in my opinion needs to speak up. Um, I'm not saying to be on the offensive like I am and other people are because I'm going after super aggressive but at least make your voice heard in the conversation um, especially because when we have people that are or when we have non-black people that are contributing and helping and it's like yo if they can speak up you can definitely speak up now I will say there are a minor exceptions because I do understand that, again, this is a lot on people mentally, our people mentally, and that some people need to take a mental break. You know, some people need to do some self-care. Some people have things, other things going on that they need to dedicate their all of their attention to that they may not be able to do, contribute their, anything. That's totally understandable. It's totally understandable. But I'm just speaking to those who, who know that they can speak up not again not 24 7 like me <laughs> but just <laughs> just say something you know just get it because this is I, I feel like this is the time too like this is you know like I told our, my CEO I said it started in one city spread to 50 states and then 18 countries yeah that's just a lot yeah, and then we have all these people who are coming, to having our back right now. We got to take advantage of this because mm -hmm. this this is a once in a lifetime movement. It looks like to me. They arrested the four cops already, and people are still protesting. And that's what we need, you know, because it doesn't that's, stop at yeah, ahead. yeah. That's not the end of the fight, right? You know, this is. We didn't come all this way to be like, all right, they arrested some cops. Let's let's sit down now. We're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, no, we got to go after everybody. And because I even like posted a picture of like our like, you know, find out who your local rep your or your elected officials are. You need to go after them. You need to go like your senators, your mayor, your police chief, the sheriff, everybody. If people are talking about boycotting. OK, let's do it. Yeah. You know. But less, whatever we decide to do, let's stick to it. I think that, um, I think the reason partially that you're seeing that the protests are carrying on even past just George Floyd is because with the protest, we're continuing to see the same system that led to so many deaths continue to brutalize people. And we're seeing countless peaceful protesters, you know, um, the boy in Austin who got hit with a rubber bullet 
um, the 70 year old man this morning who got shoved down. Um, you know, we're seeing countless images being shared also so thoroughly on social media of peaceful protesters being brutalized by cops. And so, um, it's, it's fueling its own fire sort of as I think it's going where it started out with just this one thing, it's spread further. And then with that, you know, more injustices were seen, more injustices uh, came to light. And so now it's it's sort of fueling itself off of its own momentum. And it's honestly, it's adding more people to the fight. You know, we were, you know, with the, with your dad earlier today, he mm-hmm. was he was outraged by the fact that this poor, you know, elderly white man got shoved down, wasn't doing anything wrong, just happened, you know, was there. And he was outraged by that. He's like, the system has been in place to protect us. And who are you protecting? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's awful as it sounds, you know, with every injustice that is being put against us it's as a nation, not just as black people, is is fueling somebody else's fire, is adding mm-hmm. another flame to the cause. Mm-hmm. And eventually we will all stand as one because, you know, we can't go back. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's impossible now. We can't go back and make America... Yeah you know, what it was, and we, yeah. it's done. <laughs> Make America great again, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're over, um, actually, we're living them right now. <laughs> right. Um, you know, another thing, too, shout out to all the all the celebrities that have been speaking up, um, and even, you know, I don't, I don't know who's genuine and who's not genuine as far as the companies, but you know, because there's a, there's been a challenge for people as well, as far as you know, are you are you afraid to speak up because you're afraid to lose money? Are you afraid to lose followers? I've lost followers this week. But also, like, do you really want those people following you? No, you know, they're not willing to open their eyes and to be ready for change. You know, yeah, I want you on my side then. Yeah, and yeah. And, that, and and when I when I when I had to ask myself that is this worth losing followers? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm happy. I said I, I tweeted about it. I said a bunch of nobodies, and then I'm not even gonna lie. I said I know I'm gonna lose more, and then I use a middle finger emoji and was like, hey, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. So, but and that too because it's like someone else tweeted out, hey, you're gonna lose some, but you're gonna gain something even better. Yeah. And not to toot my own horn, but I've had a lot of influencers following me since that. And I was like, oh, that's, this is even better right here. <laughs> I, I got the right people looking at me now, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's that's uh, a it's a. I want to be careful when I say this, but it's a revolution. If we make it, if we truly make it a revolution, and if we continue to keep our foot on the gas pedal, continue to hold everybody accountable, continue to uplift everybody. Um, and, you know, for people like myself, the content creators being a voice for the voiceless, um, you know, and, and everybody that's listening, uh, you know, I encourage you to go out there and continue doing what you do if you're already doing something. And if you're not doing anything, you know, I'm not going to come down on you. Um, but I would at least encourage you to ask what it is that you can do, you know, um, it, and even if it's as simple as having a conversation. And if you don't know how to have the conversation, in which I've had to talk to some people about having to have the conversation, ask somebody. 
you know, don't be afraid to speak up because now's the time. Um, you know, and if you are one of the people that are helping people and having, you know, having a conversation with people and educating them, you know, just be careful not to alienate anybody because the last thing you want is for somebody to come to you with a question and then you look at them like they're crazy because they don't know or they don't understand and then they're 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 put off altogether and not going to want to, you know, speak up ever again because that one time they did, they uh, you know, they were shut down or whatever. You know, they they were put in the back. You know, they, they they somebody made them feel bad. So, like, dude, please be cognizant when you're talking to people about this stuff. Um, you know, so yeah, having conversations. If you want to, if you want to make uh, financial contributions, please do. If you want to volunteer, please do. Encourage people to vote. Please exercise your right. And if you if you're out there marching, please stay safe. Um, and you know, continue being peaceful if you can. <clears throat> and if you want to get involved with some organizations, I, I even wrote some down. Uh, you have the NAACP, the American Civil Liberties Union, Race Forward, Color of Change, Dream Defenders, Equal Justice Initiative, and Center for Social inclusion you know you got the national urban league as well one i didn't write down but that's another popular organization so there's a lot of groups that you can get involved with to uh, help uh, make a change because we don't give them enough recognition i think and uh, now's the time you know they can always use use your support um also reach out again reach out to your local representatives uh you know state or local, state, and federal, you know, reach, reach out to everybody, make your voices heard, get in their face, let them know you're here. You know, I don't care if they're, if they're a Democrat, Republican, independent, libertarian, whatever, stay in their face, apply the pressure, because yeah. at the end of the day, they represent you, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I appreciate you guys for uh, taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show to have this conversation it really means a lot to me especially because I, you know with it being you know i try to you guys i try to plan my shows well in advance but this was, <laughs> this was when i had to stop everything and um you know it was on my spirit to have this conversation um and and put this out asap and so i i thank you guys for you know, again, taking time to come on and be a part of this conversation and also, you know, being a part of the change, helping do what you can to influence the positive change that we need to uh, see and be. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate um, you having the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you guys be sure. Um, Check us out. You can, if you want to stay, uh, stay on top of what's going on with the Sane Show. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that's Sane underscore Show. That's S A N E underscore Show. Uh, then you can find us on Facebook, the Sane Show. Uh, I guess I got it in me a little bit to close it out, like I always do, because you're listening to the Sane Show. The show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out.